Hello, my name is Ronke Omorodion, founder of Legu Insights for Business, and you are listening to The Limit Breaker Show with Fumnaya Bernard. Hello, and welcome to The Limit Breaker Show with Fumnaya Bernard, where it's all about getting the maximum dose of courage, grit, guts, and the right strategies to start a business that will enable you escape the rat race. Hey, 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 what's up, fellow Limit Breakers? <laughs> Welcome to yet another episode of the Limit Breakers show. I'm your host from Naya Bernard, and I'm always, you know, as usual, glad to have you here. Today, today, I... I, as in, I'm kind of like in a hurry for us to get into what I have for you today because it's something that it's not really talked about much in the industry, but I know it's important. And in fact, I think every entrepreneur knows it's important, but we tend to shy away from it, but um, not anymore because after this episode, you're going to know how to set yourself correctly as an entrepreneur because I've got a lawyer in the house. Yeah. Her name is Ronke Omorodion and she actually calls herself the entrepreneur's lawyer. And I had an amazing time talking with Ronke because she's just a pleasurable person. Yeah. (laughs) But before I bring Ronke in, before we start listening to the conversation, I'd like to talk to you about um, Freelance Mastery, the masterclass. That's the live event that I'm running here in my residential state, which is Yenagua Bayelsa State. And um, it's coming up next week, Saturday, which is the 4th of March, 2017 so far the responses have has been great i've got um a lot of responses and some people have registered and i promise you it's gonna be a blast so why i'm saying it right now is if you are interested in joining us for this class either offline or online like maybe you you get to have the recording and everything you'd need to register because registration is gonna close on the first of march which is next week tuesday and I really wouldn't want you to miss out because the thing is, after this time, the price points that we have now, like it's insanely low. And the truth is, this is the lowest it's ever going to be. So I wanted to just lock it in at this position and just get the knowledge, get the information and get the transformation as well. You are going to love it. You're going to love it. All right. So to find the details about that event, I'll want you to head on over to thelimitbreaker.com forward slash masterclass. I'm also going to be linking up to it for uh, the show notes for this particular episode, which is thelimitbreaker.com forward slash TLB28. Yeah, it's the 28th episode already. So um, that's that. And I'm hoping that you'll take advantage of this opportunity and let's get the ball rolling. All right. So in a moment now, I'm going to be joined by the phenomenal Ronke Omorodia. I'll see you in a bit. Hello, Ronke. Good to have you on the Limit Breaker show today. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here. Cool, cool, cool. So, Ronke, tell me, is this a great day to be alive? Oh, yes, it is. It's a very, very great day to be alive. And I'm happy that I have life, I have friends, I have family members, and everyone is well and fine. So, it's really a great day to be alive. Mm, Amazing. That's cool. That's that's very cool. Okay, you know, um, a couple of years ago, uh, was it 
last year i'm not very sure now i met this guy his name is peter shalad and he calls himself the um entrepreneur shrink you know, and then i was like wow cool <laughs> entrepreneurs really need a shrink and then last yeah. year <laughs> last year i met you and you call yourself the entrepreneur's lawyer so ronke tell me what's that all about Okay, it's um, all about this entrepreneur lawyer came about from my desire to help small business owners and entrepreneurs. You know, I found out that most of them go into business without having the requisite knowledge about running a business, um, tying up loose ends when it comes to legal matters. You know, they all have that belief that if I'm hiring a lawyer, then I'll be ready to break a bank. And then I looked at it and I was like, okay, how can I educate these people about the legal requirements of doing business in Nigeria? And then make, making it simple for them to understand and not helping them to solve their legal issues without really charging so much for it. So I decided, okay, I'm going to be the entrepreneur's lawyer. So anyone that wants to start business in Nigeria, if once you contact me, I'll be able to tell you the requirements, what you have to do to avoid trouble. Because we all know that the legal system in Nigeria is kind of messed up. Mm -hmm. And if you are taking a matter to court, you should be ready to spend years and years and a lot of money pursuing your legal issues. So I make sure that you don't make those errors or mistakes that will take you to court. So I'll tie up all your loose ends and make you understand the implications of doing business. And by doing that, I've at least I've been able to save some businesses from unwanted liabilities. So that's why I am the entrepreneur lawyer. Interesting. I actually do like the title. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So um, I'd like to ask, do you have a particular um, story of a client that you have helped to prevent this kind of um, entrepreneurial issues? through your legal advice and all that? Okay, yes. Well, okay, let me start from a client of mine that was running a business without registering it. You know, she started doing business without... She just thought, okay, since she wasn't really big, she didn't have to register, you know. And then she started... She got a contract with um, a private organization using a company name that wasn't registered. So when it got to um, time for them to pay the bills, they were like, okay, she should give them um, a bank account, account details. And unfortunately, she didn't have an account uh, number because she wasn't registered. You know, to register your business, maybe to create an account in the bank, you need your certificate of registration. So she came to me and she... She didn't know what to do. She wanted to register and all that. But she was lucky. I'll say she was lucky because her name, the company name was available. So we're able to quickly register it for her and then open the bank account. So what if the company name was not available? It means she would have lost that business because private organizations and business, um, government organizations, they don't like paying individuals. They pay to the corporate account. So if that company name was not available, she would have lost the business because they would have thought she's a fraud, that she's not the owner of the business. So, you know, I was able to save her from that um, situation and she was able to open her account and then revert it back to the people. There are also some that 
did business without having the right contracts in place, or those I wanted to go into a business and I told them, okay, you need this contract. And at the end of the day, that contract saved them from lots and lots of liability. There are so many stories that I can tell you, but you know, it's just having the right information really, really matters when it comes to uh, doing a legal business in Nigeria. Okay, you, you you mentioned a word that has me a little bit confused right now, um, contracts. When you say having the right contracts in place, what exactly does that mean? For, I believe we're referring to freelance here, freelancers. So I'll, be, I'll talk about having contracts for independent contractors and freelance. Okay. You know, when you are going into a business with someone, it's always good to set the scope. You should know your, the scope of your business before you start. The person you are doing business with should know that this is what you are able to deliver and you should have like a time frame. There are some certain terms that need to be set out before you start your business. Those are things that are con- contained in the contract. So the contract takes care of, and then let me just mention it here that don't call. It's not good to copy and paste contracts from different sites. If you go online, you'll find some contracts there that people have drafted. Some people just copy it and send it to their clients to sign without going through it. Using a lawyer will help you because the lawyer will be able to pinpoint the areas you need to focus on and then tell you what you need to do, how you need to draft it to make sure that your client understands what you'll be giving to them. And also they understand the consequence of not paying you. So having a contract, the contract just outlines the scope of the business. It outlines the fee, the milestones. There are different things that your contract outlines that when your client goes through, they know that, okay, this is what I'm getting from this person. And then it just makes life easier for you because you don't have people coming back to say, okay, why haven't you done this or why haven't you done that? Because if you have given them the contract ahead of time, then they'll know that, okay, this is what, what I'm supposed to get from this person or from doing business with this person. So contracts just makes, it makes the whole work easier for both you, the freelancer, and the client. That, that sounds really interesting and really helpful because, you know, really as freelancers, we we are kind of like sitting dogs. We're not protected yeah. and we tend to get taken advantage of most of the time. So yeah. I believe that having this kind of contracts serves as a measure of protection. Yes, right. it does. Okay, but um, if in drafting this contract and then everything is now, um, it's no longer the responsibility of the freelancer, how is this, how are these contracts drafted in such a way that the clients can also see that they're being protected or that their interest will be taken care of? Okay, when you are drafting the contract, let me just give you like a brief layout of how it's going to be. The contract, we have the... um, that's like the history of your business. So your client needs you to do this, this, that you list what you are supposed to do for your client. Then you have a section that talks about your own responsibility as a freelancer. So the that area highlights your responsibilities, what you are going to be doing for the client. And in, in reading that, the client knows that, okay, if you don't deliver on these pointers, then I might not pay you or you won't get your full payment. 
because it is stated that we actually provide for the freelancer and the client. So it's not just to protect you because your client might also have a lawyer that they want to go through the contract with. So if your client's lawyer goes through it and sees that his client is open to some um, liabilities, he might tell you that you should amend it. So we do it in a way that both the freelancer and the client are there, both protected from unwanted liability. So we state the responsibility of the freelancer and then the responsibility of the client. That's usually responsibility to the fee is always the main point of focus there because that's what you need from your client. You need them to pay for your work, the work you've done. And then there are also things like intellectual property. Okay. You know, when, when you are as a freelancer, are you like we have for photography, those that are into graphic design or website development? You know, there are things that they might not want their clients to copy, maybe from their own, own work, or there are things that they've done for the client and they have ownership to the property. Um, graphic designer does my logo for me. Okay. Then I should be rest assured that he won't use my logo for someone else. Do you understand? Yeah. So, like his intellectual property is to me because I've paid for that work. So things like that are going to be highlighted in the contract that once there's transfer of intellectual property, then the other party is not allowed to use that um, intellectual property. It means it will be infringing on his client's intellectual property if he uses it. So in those kind of areas, you see that the client is protected. So he knows that he says if he shares any information with the consultant or the website developer, he won't get it from, from somewhere else or he won't find out that someone else is using his information. Protected, so there are ways that we do it. The client is protected, and also the freelancer is also protected. Yes, it's protected. It's all the work of your lawyer. Yes, both of them will be well protected, so that at the end of the day, everyone is up. That's the main thing. Okay, okay, but what happens in a situation where someone um, violates the terms of the contract, like you know, actually using the information somewhere else? What what what's the worst that can happen? A person can be imprisoned, depending on okay. on how he uses it. You know, under intellectual property, we have um, three categories. We have the trademark protection, we have copyright, and then we have patent. So, if you, your client should trademark his um, design, that's his brand name or trademarks is or I registered artistic work and you take it and you give it to someone else, then the, your client can actually report you to the commission and then they take it from there. Okay. Abroad okay. they don't joke with they don't joke with their trademark. For example, um the biggest example I always give when I'm talking about trademark is Coca Cola. Okay. They do not joke with they trademark their bottle, they trademark their slogan. Um, this open happiness campaign that they are doing, they've trademarked open happiness. There's nothing you even just notice if any any Coca-Cola advert you see at the end of the adverts, you always see that TM by the that side TM, of their yes. slogan. Any yes, any any um, campaign they are running, you see the TM because they trade. They know the importance of that. So if mm. you as a freelancer I just see something online and then you copy it and use it you'll be getting into a lot of trouble. 
So that's mm. why we tell them those are places where your lawyer now advises you that as a photographer, as a consultant, you don't use people's intellectual property without seeking for permission. You know, there are people that you seek for permission, oh, please, I want to um, refer to your work, or you give them the right credit, and then you can use their um, samples of their work or something like that. But without doing the right thing, and if you just go ahead and use it, then you can land yourself in a lot of trouble. So it's, it's a serious matter that we need to take um, seriously in Nigeria, because most people think, okay, they can use anybody's work without giving the right credit or or even changing the wordings and saying oh just copy and paste and then it's not <laughs> it's not allowed then if the law catches up with you it's going to be a different issue it's it's really going to cost a lot of money because at the end of the day they usually collect money from person the person is usually like damages if you go to jail it's not my business but you pay me for using my property my intellectual property wow so those are things we try to avoid by informing people about these these dangers of infringing them. Okay, okay, wow, that's that's interesting. Okay, um, like now, um, you know, especially for freelancers, a lot of the work that we do is online. You know, like the majority of the work yeah. that we do is online. So how do you get your clients? to sign these contracts digitally because most of the people that we're going to work for we 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 may never meet them so how are these things done online <laughs> <laughs> okay that's a good word it's actually it's it's easier now because there's what we call the electronic signature mm. you can actually sign a document online you know let me just tell you a little give you a little scenario I was to talk at an event, okay. and um, the organizer of the event sent me the contract, you know, telling me that um, they would use my material for their promotion, they would use my picture, my bio, and everything, that I should sign like a release, a release form to say I'm allowing them to use those um, things from my own bio and all that. So I was like, okay, I've agreed. And she said, no, that I have to sign that form electronically and send it back to them as evidence. Mm. And I was really impressed. I thought, oh, that's very nice because she's my friend. But then she, when it came to business, she was really strict and I said, I need to sign it before we can go on with the business. And, you know, I signed it and I was happy that, okay, there's something like electronic signature. I can scan my signature and transfer. You can sign on um, PDF and then transfer it to the document. You know, you can have your own electronic signature. So it's no longer an issue. If you are doing online, you tell them, please, I need you to sign this form and make sure they sign it and send it back to you. Some people might be like, okay, they are not really online savvy and all that. You say, okay, you can print the document, sign it, and then you scan it back to me just to be sure that they've signed. Mm. Because if, um, if it comes to a court issue now, if, if litigation is involved, you need to show evidence that, that you told the client that, but that just might be able to prove. But if you have evidence that this client has actually signed this contract, then it will, be, it will make your case very easy. And then you can get damages in form of money. So it's, it's usually it's now, it's even it's easier these days to get them to sign online and send it back to you. 
Okay, well, that's perfect. That's perfect. Is there like um, a particular um, web app that you use to design such um, forms that accept electronic signature or do you, do you have any resource that you could direct us to? Um, yes. Um, Adobe PDF, there's a place there where it asks, asks you to sign, give your electronic signature. Or what I do is I scan my signature and then make it um, a PNG image and then transfer it to the document. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not really technically savvy as much, but then from the little I've done, it's, it works. If you just scan it and lift it from that document. But you could do that with PDF. There are some PDF app that allows you to sign directly. Okay. Oh, that, that, yes. that, that That's interesting. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's... It's going to be really, really helpful. <laughs> yeah, welcome. Yeah, initially when you were talking, you said um, when you gave an example of your friend that did not register the company on time, but fortunately for her, the business name was still available. Okay, what I want to ask now in that regard is, as a freelancer, is it really important um, to get incorporated how important is it for freelancers? Okay, it's very, very important. It's very important. And it's sad that most people don't take it um, serious until they fall into trouble. It's important you register your business mm. because even though you call yourself a freelancer, you are still a business person, right? Business owner. And your business has to be incorporated no matter how small. You know, we have different structures that could work for you. If you don't have enough money, you can register it as a business name, especially if you're a professional. You know, if you're a professional photographer, a consultant, a website developer, you can register a business name since it's just you and you are the one doing it. But then that, that comes with its pros and cons. You might now want to upgrade to um, a limited liability. But for the meantime, you can still register as a business name and you start running your business legally. And also, I, I believe we are all conversant with our tax laws now that says you need to remit your tax to your, your government, your state government. Hmm. Um, how, how exactly does that even work, As, especially for independent contractors? Okay, let me just give you a simple example of how it works. Or is a way out to handle your tax. Now, value, I believe you've heard of value-added tax. That's um, VAT. Yes, I have. Okay. So VAT is what your customers pay for the work you've done, while company um, company income tax is what you pay on your profits. For VAT, you don't you are not the one you, you don't pay VAT from your own profit. It's your customer that pays VAT or your client. So what you do is there's this accounting app. It's called Waves app. I, I don't know if you've heard of it. No Waves. Waves. Yes. W a v e s. V-E-S, yes. Okay. As in the C, Waves app. It's a very okay. good app for invoicing. Yeah, for invoicing. The, on the app, you can actually, while you are putting the price, like, for example, if you charge your client 200000 and your VAT, VAT is 5% in Nigeria. Yep. So you have to charge 5% of that 200 k That's 210000 okay. So when you are writing it, if you input 200000 you it would have, um, programmed it that your VAT is 5%. So it brings out, it will add 5% of that amount and give you the final uh, amount. So you don't even need to start calculating or doing anything. It calculates it for you and it gives you a receipt or an invoice. 
for your clients. So, so I use Waves app. It's very good. You use it. Your clients, this is how much you are charging, and this is the amount you are charging as a part. Because believe it or not, you think they don't know that the government don't, don't even know I exist, or they don't know I'm doing business. You never can tell how big you become. Mm. And then they'll say you've been um, avoiding tax. Look at um, Donald Trump. In fact, they are still on it. <laughs> that he hasn't been remitting his tax and all that. You know, it's causing a big issue now. It's just that he's a bully, so they can't <laughs> they can't really to provide his tax uh, details. But then in Nigeria, you never can tell how big of an issue to become. And then you, they start giving. And the penalties are usually very very steep. Hmm. You might be paying up to 50000 for not remitting at the right time. Oh, boy. So it's actually better. Yes, it's better you start from where else. Maybe if you are charging 10000 you charge value. Because if you look at those, um, if you go to these big e-trees, not really big, like somewhere like Domino's now, if you check their receipt, you find out that they've added VAT to it, okay. to whatever it is you are buying. And they just give you the total amount. But if you look at the receipts, you'll notice that VAT was included in it. They add it to most of their receipts. So we as uh, freelancers or business uh, people, we just think, okay, because we are doing business online, um, let's not charge too much. Let's just collect our money and go. Nobody will know that we've done this business. Nobody will know the transaction took place. But then anything can happen. And if anything happens, you now have to pay the VAT from your own pocket. So it's better to start doing it from now. You tell your clients, this is the fee, but then you have to pay back. They all know. The okay. majority of these people know because in their business, they also, they also collect back from their customers. So it's not as if it's new or anything. They all know about it. So just tell them that when you're giving them the invoice, I if it's inclusive of VAT, maybe people might want to tell them ahead of time so that it doesn't look as if you are taking advantage of them. And at the end of the day, they are paying more than what you actually told them that they will be paying. So you might add your VAT to your fee. And when you are giving them the receipt, you break it down to say it's VAT inclusive or excluding VAT. So they, whichever way they So, you know, things like that. And without registering your company, you won't have the... Uh, tax identification number, which is um, the team. Okay. So those are little things that will take your, will, will make your business legal. But if you don't do it, or you think, okay, I just, I'm just a freelancer. You are not a freelancer, you are a business owner. And the earlier you start taking your business, the better for you. Because you never come up in the future. So it's actually good to tie your business ends and start to register your company get your tax identification paying tax and you know become legally binding okay great <laughs> so um like the value added tax now mm-hmm. when you collect it from your clients how do you remit back to the yeah. government oh everything is is easy to do you there are some forms when you've collected your tax identification number there are some forms that you have to fill Okay. And they tell you how to remit either monthly, is most times it's monthly or maybe in six months. They tell you how you have to remit it. Okay. So you just keep you keep gathering it and then you pay back to the federal inland revenue. That is for federal inland revenue. Why CIT? That's um, company income taxes for the government. 
So there's a there's a way they do it. When you collect, once you collect, you are remitting it back so that your books are clear. And then it's also good to have an accountant. If if even if, if you are not employing the person, maybe as your friend to put you through all those things. Okay. You understand? Okay. So that when it comes to time of calculating for your bookkeeping and all that, so that you don't run into troubles. Because if they have to send someone that's from the tax office to go through your books, you actually pay more than if you had started doing it before they sent the person. So it's good to have an accountant as a um, small business owner, have an accountant, have a lawyer as your friend that can advise you and wow. then take to their advice. Okay, so from what you're saying right now, it's good to... Um your it's in fact it's very important that i get an accountant to actually help me yes. with the financial part right yeah oh wow that's so cool important. and i think okay yeah. maybe maybe in a future episode i'll get an accountant <laughs> to come educate us on how to you know just keep because we want to do legal businesses you know in nigeria where yeah. the change yeah. actually begins with us <laughs> <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does. Yeah. And you know, funny enough, if you start doing it, you'll be surprised your clients will take you serious. Exactly. Because they'll know that okay, this person knows what they are doing. Mm. If if a photographer if I come to the picture and is giving me a form to sign release for my pictures to say, Okay, you are permitting me to use your pictures on my social media and those to use it to promote myself and all that. Mm. I'll take a second look at the person and be like, Oh, okay. You actually know what you are doing. Because, so you know, true. there are some people that, yes, you take their, they, they take your picture and at the end of the day, you see yourself all over and you're wondering that, why <laughs> why are you putting my picture all over the place? Exactly. You know, some people might get angry and actually call them to bring it down. Mm-hmm. But they are done their due diligence on time and tell the person ahead of time that, okay, please, I would need your picture for my social media and the person might sign and the person might say, no, I don't want you to use my picture. There and there, you avoid liability. You avoid any embarrassment from your client. Avoid any extra so wahala. Take, <laughs> yes, you avoid it before it even comes. You exactly. They would have told you, I'm, I'm, please don't use my picture for any um, campaign or whatever it is. So okay. those are things that if you do as a freelancer, your clients will take you serious and they would, even they will commend you most of the time. And so um, I really appreciate what you are doing, you know, because they know that they are, say, they are in safe hands because you are not taking any uh, risks with them. Exactly. So it's, it's, yeah, it's a, good, it's a good thing to incorporate in your business. Wow, wow, wow. As in, I have learned so much from you already, like... In fact, just listening to you, I'm already feeling like a serious business person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, Thank you. And most likely, well, maybe most likely we're going to do um, a follow-up episode. I just hope and pray that you'd be able to have the time again, because there was something I was supposed to do before this interview. I was supposed to ask the members of the community if they have any questions for you. So right now because see all the questions i've been asking i can just imagine what other people would want to ask <laughs> you understand so i'll yeah. um i'll reach out to them to bring in their questions and maybe we'll do like another 10 minutes or 20 minutes follow-up to answer those questions would that be cool yeah that's fine, that's fine. all right well thank you so much but um 
Meanwhile, um, now that you've given us so much value, tons and tons of value, and I know that there is a whole lot where that came from. So for someone who's listening to you right now, I would want to get in touch. What is the best way that they can find you? Okay, um, you can find me on social media. Okay. My handles are for Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Ronke Omo. Okay. That's R-O-N-K-E-O-M-O. Okay. Then I, my website is www.ronkeomo.com. Okay, great, great. So you can subscribe to my website and... Uh, and then I run a Facebook group that is called that is called Legal Insights for Business. Okay. Okay, great. I'm actually going to be linking yeah. up to all those places yeah. over at the show notes for this particular episode at thelimitbreaker.com. And I'll, I'm, in fact, I strongly advise you. Is that a good word to use now? Strongly advise. <laughs> I'm beginning to sound like a lawyer. <laughs> okay. I, I encourage you. I encourage you to join that group because I'm a member there myself and I have learned a lot from this dear lady like trust me in fact that's why i had to bring her to the show to come and share this knowledge to make us legal you know <laughs> so, yes <laughs> <laughs> wow so um Ronke, oh sorry barista Ronke. <laughs> before i let you go do you have any final <laughs> words any parting advice uh, okay my parting advice would be make sure you make the right decision when there is time you know, don't wait until it's too late before you do the right thing. So whatever you have to do, do it quick and do it right. Get it right once and for all so that you have rest of mind. Because trust me, if you have um, issues or cases to handle, you won't, it's not funny. It's, it can take a toll on your business, can take a toll on you. So do what is right, stay out of trouble and... You have rest of mind. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, that 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 wraps it up pretty nicely. Thank you very much. You've heard it from the barrister herself. Do what is right at the right time. <laughs> Thank you so much, Runke, for being on the show. I'm so grateful. You're welcome. All right. You're welcome. It's a pleasure being on the show. All right, all right. Um pretty sure that you've learned a lot from Ronke and that if you take everything that she's talked about in this episode, you would be set as a professional entrepreneur, you know, that knows what he is doing. You're not playing around and you've got all your documents, right? And I promise you, just like I said in the episode, in a future episode, I'm going to bring an accountant in to help us with um, getting our finances right getting our accounts right and all that stuff so if you really love this episode and i'd want you to get back to me and let me know and also get back to ronke at ronkeomo.com or you could find her on social media facebook and twitter ronkeomo and she's a pleasurable person she's a nice person and she would be available to answer whatever question you might have 
Okay, so before I let you go for this episode, if you haven't joined the Limit Breakers Mastermind, I'd want you to do that. And I'll have all the links at the show notes for this particular episode, which is the limitbreaker.com forward slash TLB28. That's 28. All right. Um, just like I said at the beginning of this episode, I'm running a live event here in Yenagoa Bayelsa State called Freelance Mastery, the masterclass, where I'll be sharing the strategies that I have used to succeed as a freelancer. And I'm very sure that you're going to find it um, transformational. Okay. So if you want um, to get the details of that particular event, you could go to thelimitbreaker.com forward slash masterclass. And, um, if you're on your PC right now or on your smartphone, uh, don't worry, you can find the show notes for this episode and all the links that we have mentioned, the links that Ronke has mentioned, they will all be available at the show notes for this particular episode over at the limitbreaker.com forward slash TLB 28. That's the number 28. <laughs> all right. So it's a wrap. We've had fun and I'm sure that you've learned and heard things that you haven't heard before and we're just gonna keep taking it to the next level and i'm looking forward to seeing you next week friday at the very next level crushing your goals (laughs) all right so and it's a wrap for me god bless you bye thanks for listening to the limit breaker show with unaya bennett for more business strategies and productivity tips please visit the website thelimitbreaker.com and if you have any questions, simply send a mail to Fumnaya at thelimitbreaker.com. The Twitter handle is at Fumnaya Bennett. Remember to create, take risks, and live your passion.